Last time on Cursebreaker, Holly awoke to some rude-as-hell visitors knocking on her door. Two dwarves and a dozen flower-sack automatons stormed into her home, demanding Snack's magic lamp and Uli's arrest. The house exploded into chaos. The flower boys searched the house and detained Bert, while the angry dwarves magically reduced Holly, enlarged themselves, and attempted to crush her. The house exploded again when Snack loosed a mighty thunder wave, and Holly conquered the dwarves with Uli and Tibio's help. For a moment, it seemed the trouble was over. Then Bert disappeared. So, uh, everybody's positions last we left off. Uh, Bert had just disappeared. Bert actually dropped the scarf. Yeah. When he got. Oh, voiced. that's right. Voiced. Yes. Yes. Which I would like to pick up. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, Ubi, um, you are currently altered as the, the Scottish maiden uh, scarf that, lady. That, that produced that scarf. Yeah. Um, Holly. Uh, has just been uh, hurt pretty bad uh, in the basement, which is she's with um, Tibio and Uli. Um, Snack uh, exploded the stairway in Holly's home. Classic. Um, kind of leaving that uh, the connection of upstairs and downstairs <laughs> in pieces. Uh, and then two dwarves are currently slowed and are trying to escape up the stairway, uh, running kind of in tandem, um, in slow motion. Quick. Uh, Uh, Holly's front door has been exploded. The stairs have been exploded. There's flour everywhere. And all of the polymorph captives are still in the basement. (laughs) Just watching this go down. Um, uh, Brax kind of stands up. Uh, He was uh, sitting on the uh, workshop table for most of this altercation. And he kind of points at the doors going up the stairs. And he says, uh, what are we supposed to do with them? And um, where'd Bert go? Please don't tell me that was a summons. I think it was a summons. Why would he get summoned right now? I thought his trial was not until Sunday. Did he Did he go talk to that judge he was going to talk to yesterday? Maybe they moved up his court date. How would we find out? Snack. Are we all here? Snack is, uh, like, covered in uh, flour and um, is, like, coughing and makes his way to where the stairs are supposed to start. Uh... <laughs> uh Bert said something about trial being today, now. Cool, 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 cool. If that's the case, Brax, we need to get you to the courts so that we can prove that he is innocent. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like I'm kind of a irrefutable witness, and I think that might be why they're trying to pull this crap. Where, um, where do we go? Uh, third floor, Tower of Law. That's where we need to be. I feel like we should maybe disguise you first yeah maybe for the time being that's a good idea i don't suppose you have any extra like i got flour here and i throw some flour on him (laughs) (laughs) nobody can recognize him if he's covered in flour and water too then it gets thick Uh, any alternatives to human bread (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a few things um holly just rummages around real quick to try to find him something in the basement disguise montage um Um, hey holly yeah, we gotta take care of these dwarves. I just <laughs> want to apologize before you go upstairs. Wait, who are you? Oh, um, I dropped the altar self. Oh, Uli, why were you 
Was that the scarf woman? Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of popped into my head. Um, should we deal with the dwarves? Yes. Would it make you sad, Tibio, if we murder them? Yes. Mm. Remember the promise you made? That was for one day. It is a new day now. From near the top of the basement stairs, you hear, We're almost out. Keep going. I'm going to go grapple them. Does <laughs> anyone got some rope? I think I have some around here somewhere. Um, you got rock rope? Yes. Uh, Snack comes down with his rock rope and wraps them up into like a figure eight and then says, a rock rope. And then it hardens. And now they're like in tandem <laughs> roped. Uh you like yeah you tie them up uh easily there's almost no resistance uh with the they're kind of moving in slow motion you uh bind the rope around them and then set them down and then uh you see one of the dwarves turn to the other one and says quick they almost have us <laughs> <laughs> gotta love slow <laughs> the the spell fades and they go oh <laughs> can they be summoned do they have tattoos I assume so. Yeah, you check their hands and they both do. Okay. I think we should bring this whole mess to the cults. Yeah. The, the 12 or so people that are also in the basement <laughs> that were freed from polymorph just go, all of us? The, the more evidence, the better, I think. We need your help um, to save our friend. We need the voice of the people. And you are the people, aren't you? Yeah, but I don't want to get in trouble, though. Do you... It sounds like you guys are in trouble, and I don't want to be a part of it. This whole city is in trouble. Don't you know that what has happened to you has happened to uh, so many others? Look around you at all of these people that were also changed. They, The courts are so corrupt, and the judges are doing whatever they want. You have to tell everyone you know and bring them to the court. Of course the courts are corrupt, but it's, it's not my fault. I didn't do that it's not your fault but this is the city where you live and it is your responsibility to change it how many have you of you have lost somebody because of the corrupt system uh you see like about half the room like raise their hand and um you see one of the people that's raising their hand uh has a curse breaker tattoo on the underside of their left arm and uh they step forward and say a few of us here um a lot of us here are, are curse breakers, and we've been hit by this harder than anybody else. I don't mean to make assumptions, but I, I think it's true. And those of you who are just victims of circumstance, I, you are free to go and live your lives and not be a part of it, I suppose. But, but we do. We have an obligation to help, don't we? And uh, he looks down at Samantha Barrow, and she nods, and they look at Brax, and he nods. Uh, who are you? Um, my name's, um, Orb. Oh, Orb. <laughs> Dawson. I'm Orb Dawson. I'm a curse breaker. I, I met, uh, Margot Bingo, and she introduced me to Ben Blank, and, and here I am. Proud to be one. We might need you, then. I think we should send word to Ulrich. I think we should send word to everyone. If we need the people to support... Bert's claim, if we need the people to stand up against the cards, we need everyone in the city to know. I, I think that's a good idea. I'm really reluctant to leave you guys alone. We're not alone. We're going to run to the cards. If you get your brother and meet us there, we can stop along the way to gather as many as we can. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go do that then. Are, you guys will be fine. 
We'll be okay. Will you be okay? I think I think so. Um, um Illy, before you go, I if got to tell you guys something. Um everybody listen close. Um okay. I did a fair amount of digging on these judges before I got got Those judges have more magic than they know what to do with. I've been suspicious of them for a while. One time I tried to analyze the magic around Tonberry without him knowing. It shattered my diagnostic wand, which means he has more access to magic than the tool was meant to measure, more magic than anyone should have. I looked into it more and discovered that the judges were abusing the fountain of magic, and then some. What a surprise. Do you think they have constant access to it, even if they're not in proximity? I think they still have to go there. That's their one limitation, but it's not hard for them. Tonberry, he's got the biggest spell book, sure, but Melboro, he's the best portal mage Tildry's ever seen. And Judge Flan, she's a flame savant. She literally can't do anything that isn't fire magic. Listen, we need to get me to the court so I can testify. Who knows how long Bert has left. There's a good chance some of you might get summoned too. And he looks around the room at each of you and some of the other people. Be ready for that. They're usually savage bastards in arbitration. It's going to be tough to get the people's vote in Bert's favor. At this point, he's going to need everybody. 300 out of 300. Do you think we have enough evidence? Um, Holly holds out his, her historoscope, and she's like, I tried to get what I could on here. Um, I don't know if it's enough. Let me see what you got. Uh, she shows it to him. She's got a recording of the dwarves. Um, yeah, he, he watches the, the video, and he sees the dwarf that you recorded kind of um take a step back with this scuffed up maybe bloodied warhammer saying that he's just serving a warrant he says yeah that's incriminating they're not allowed to get violent what else you got um the other two are more personal but waterfall clearing of people relaxing and we found a magic box (laughs) you just showed him home videos and then bella Bowmount's interview outfit (laughs) that i made okay well yeah the first one that should help yeah. I I have word of mouth evidence from my sister that she was gathering information about all of us to feed to the judges. Oh. Wow. Um who's your Okay. Yeah, that's going to help. She didn't know she was doing it for the wrong reasons. If Not that at helps. First, but she knew she was working for Tonberry when she started working for the False Fizzle. I don't know where she is currently, but I'm sure I could find her. Oh. Hmm. Could we have her summoned if there's, like, a chance for us to bring witnesses? Can you summon? Well, no, but if you request it, the judges will. They think she's dead. That's perfect. If we ask Malboro to summon her, he has to, and the other judges will think she is dead. Yeah, that's going to come out of left field. That That's good. That is, that's really good. That's perfect. I, I could be like, summon my sister, and they'd be like, oh, I... We can't for some reason, but we don't know why. But really, they think they murdered her. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Holly, can you track down Marco Bingo and the rest of the Cursebreakers? Um, yeah, definitely. And all of the guild people? Yeah, it's good to have people behind us, but it's really only the 300 that are you know in the court that matter. How do they pick those 300? Hmm. They say it's you know random selection. Don't their families live in the city? We could threaten their families. No. 
pressure from the outside. Brax just points to Snack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, we need to bring the city in and the 300 will see that the city is behind them. If we storm the courts with people to put in those seats, who's to stop them? I don't know about if we'll be able to do that with just the magical protections, but if we have a protest outside, hopefully the 300 witness that as well. They will know, yes. That they have the city behind them. This is a lot of pressure. It's okay. You know, if we do it together, I I think we just might be able to come out okay. We save Lamplight Landing. We can save Tildry. Holly, there's one thing I wanted to tell you about. Um, Bert used this powerful spell and he exploded all the flower people and wrecked your house, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely all Bert. <laughs> I'm deeply sorry. I hope this doesn't change our mission to save him. That's okay. Um... It's it's fine. I'm really good at mending things. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should address him directly because he might feel bad and get defensive. So we'll just we'll let it be, right? What happens in battle stays in battle. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, real quick, Holly is going to, while they're making plans and everything, um, Holly's going to look around for the chameleon that the genie was like, oh, it's just a chameleon um, and didn't transmute back. I'm guessing it's still in the basement here, hanging yep. out. Yep. Um, Holly's gonna scoop him up and just say, hey, little guy. Um, it's it's so familiar to you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to just keep having a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Holly is going to um, be like, you're gonna come with me now, okay? We'll get you some food. Um, and she puts him in her apron pocket. Um, and this one's a real damn chameleon. Yes. So. Are you gonna keep calling it Henri? No. Henri <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> okay, well, the biggest thing working against us right now is time. I have no idea if they're already in arbitration or if Bert's just being held or what. So, this is it. We got our marching orders? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. As I'm going to find Ulrich, I would like to use the mirror again. Oh, okay. What uh, what expression do you make into the mirror? Um, Can you remind us what the mirror is? So, I have a mirror that I can look at it and kind of see what might happen it's like a hypothetical thing, but okay. if I say, what if I were you, I can switch my personality for a day. Okay. So. Looks like they took a lot of Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to like skip through it, through all my like possible options for how the day will go mm. while I'm walking. Okay. Like, what if I do this? What if I do that? And then I go, what if I were you? And I pick the most chill Uli I can find. Okay. Just like calm, breezy Uli. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you suddenly don't feel so rushed, uh, and then you kind of remember that you are under the gun, but you could take it easy. Everything's yeah. gonna be fine. It's great. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, you you actually kind of like stop in the street, and your your gait changes like entirely. I just start loping. Yeah, you're walking perfectly Swaggering. to the beat of superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the second court of Tildry. Bang bang. <laughs> we probably can't keep that. The court chamber is a long hall with high walls on either side that open to a large circular floor. It's surrounded by circular tiers of seating, all finely crafted wood. In the center, there are two podiums and two benches. Uh, Bert is sitting at one of these benches. Looking forward, um, most of what you see around you, Bert, is shadow. Uh, a few moments ago, you saw people settling into the benches, but even then it was so dim that you couldn't make out a single face. 
Now the lights have completely gone out for you and only you in the center of the room. You can see the judges and anybody that's on the stand, and they can see you. In fact, everyone in the room can see you all the time. You're just not allowed to see those who are passing judgment on you. You see Tonberry take his seat, and he sort of illuminates as he does. And then you see Malboro and Flan sit on his left and right. Engelbert Wisherspoon. Your crimes include unauthorized use of magic while under investigative probation, including the suggestion spell, guiding bolt, and non-detection, all exceedingly suspicious. How do you plead to these charges? Mm, let's go with not guilty. <laughs> ah, his grin just kind of doubles when you do that. He says, you additionally have been charged with conspiracy to cover up the murder of Samantha Barrow. How do you plead to these charges? Uh, that one's definitely a not guilty. Uh, his grin doubles again and his head explodes. Um, <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you face charges for the murder of Brax Minnow. How do you plead? Oh, Brax. I still got to go with not guilty. <laughs> he rolls his eyes and closes the book he was looking into and he says, Perfect. Your sentence amounts to 125 years of imprisonment in service to the city of Childry with an alternative of execution. Finally, you have the option to call upon the people of Childry, in your case, with a jury of 300 civilians. You must receive a unanimous vote of 300 to be found innocent. What do I, you choose? I briefly turn around and wave. Your Honor, I would love to hear the voice of the people on this matter. Very well. We will call our witnesses to testify, and then you may call your own. At the conclusion of the examination, your judgment will be dealt. <clears throat> he uh, stands up and disappears again, and uh, you see the lights raise enough that you can see motion. And uh, so, like, this is a little bit of, like, an intermission before things uh, begin in earnest. Um, a little time has passed with everyone else. What is everybody kind of settling into for where they want to be when this all goes down? Tibio's intention is to take Brax and Samantha to the court on foot and bring the dwarves along. <clears throat> Snack is going with Tibio for that. Um, one thing I didn't address was maybe we should bring the historoscope. Um, I'll be there soon. I'll, I'll okay. go the same way, just picking up the people from the guild. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so there, there is like standing room uh, in this court. So you guys, uh, anybody who wants to be, could be present for the entire proceeding. None of you will be counted among the three hundred. Okay. I want to gather my brother and his gang mm -hmm. of farmers. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, Holly um, gathers the guild members, um, including Margot Bingo, and then um, Rosemary and Ivy from her shop. And Amina. And Benjamin. And Benjamin. Yep. All the people and all of their friends. And tries to just gather anyone that's around. Okay. And bring we them. basically ask all the basement people who weren't coming to court directly with us to, like, spread the word. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Uli is probably the last to arrive, being that she had the farthest to go. Uh, and when you get there, Uli, it's hard for you to get to the building. There is a crowd building around the outside of the Tower of Law, uh, and that a lot of them are now on the bridges, um, just kind of in support of what's going on here. Um, however, you uh, and Ulrich and a small handful of his uh, most trusted 
uh, allies, probably people who are on his triathlon team, um, are kind of pushing their way into the building. I definitely wanted him to gather the people he was going to overthrow the government with. Yeah, he's got them. Okay, you yeah. said a small handful of his most trusted. Yeah. I mean, he, like, everybody's there, but, like, not everybody can push their way into the building. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start pushing my way through the crowd and be like, hey, did you hear? The government's, like, super corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think they have a guy on trial for a murder he didn't commit. <laughs> did you know that Judge Flan likes to burn babies? <laughs> God. <laughs> God, that Tomberry guy is the worst. <laughs> and just like start selling. As you're walking away, unrest. you hear somebody says, Judge Flan burnt a baby. And someone's like, Judge Flan has burnt 50 babies this year. And somebody says, Kill Judge Flan where she stands. Kill Judge Flan where she stands. And also Tomberry. Yeah. Does, does Snack hear this? Uli is actively rabble rousing. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Snack and Tibio are a little more inside the building, but you can hear this chanting from outside, and you hear, Kill Flan where she stands. Kill Flan where she stands. Or maybe put her on trial. (laughs) (laughs) Snack is struggling to stay seated (laughs) with all this excitement. Oh, my God. But I I love a good riot, so I'm just, like, yelling and pushing people. and I'm I'm basically starting a... But you're chill, Uli. Yeah, no, I'm having fun with it. Okay, Like, I I have my directive in mind. So I I hear people talking about killing Flan, and that mildly upsets me, and I want to reroute this protest (laughs) out of riot and into (laughs) protest. (laughs) I just keep shouting, stand up to Flan! Stand up to Flan! And I hope that people catch on to that instead of kill Flan where she stands. (laughs) (laughs) Is it catching on? (laughs) Stand by your man. <laughs> um, a few people kind of that are closer to you are just like, stand up to Flan. And they kind of like turn around to the crowd and they're like, kill Flan where she stands. <laughs> and then it kind of like meets in the middle and they're just like, kill, stand up with Flan, stand up to kill. And then stand the whole the whole thing Flan. just kind of falls apart and they look back into the building. Like, stand up to Flan. Also, I want to go, don't hurt Bert. Don't hurt Bert. <laughs> nice. I drag Snack and Brax and Samantha and the dwarves toward the courts. Okay. Yeah, you can you can see Bert from where you are now. It's not a comfortable spot that you found. You're kind of standing at the end of a bench, um, really towards the beginning of the building, but you can clearly see everything that's going on there. Okay. Um, Holly tries to just find Tibio and Snack in the crowd and be close to them. Okay. Before I get anywhere near the building, mm-hmm. I would like to... Alter self. Okay. To look like Ilya, but have a hood on. Okay. And then I go in. As we're all standing there, when I see that the group is all together, I um, shout over the barricade, whatever. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I am Bert Lawyer. I must be allowed <laughs> to be present for the proceedings. <clears throat> what, is that my legal counsel, Tibio? <laughs> yes, Bert, it is I. Your legal counsel. Um, <laughs> Surely I'm entitled to my own legal counsel. Um, Holly uh, produces a small, thin briefcase and hands it to Tibio <laughs> so that he looks more official. Where'd you get the small, thin briefcase? From my house. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she has a pack of privacy. <laughs> uh, I just brought it with me. Just, you know, I'm ready. It has a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for every outcome. That would be so sneaky if I gave it to you and you're like, there's a gun in the brief. <laughs> Use it, Tibio. <laughs> There's a long pause when Bert requests his legal counsel and uh, Judge Tonberry like raises an eyebrow and looks back at Judge Flan and Judge Flan like kind of like half smiles and shrugs like whatever. uh, (laughs) This is a kangaroo court. Might as well let the zebras in. Pretty much. Um, So uh, Margot Bingo is also close to the entrance of the building. Um, Tibio, she kind of like looks you up and down before you go in and then she like takes a thumb and like smooths down your hair a little bit and then... uh, she says, do a good legal. <laughs> I will do my best. Um, and, uh, yeah, it gets real quiet when you uh, walk into the shadow zone. I'm walking, like, really weirdly. Like, I'm doing too much arms yeah. front and back and, like, taking very high steps. Swinging the briefcase. Like, um, yeah, I've got the briefcase in one hand, and I'm doing, like, really tall bent elbows mm-hmm. and, like, moving my whole, like, torso back and forth. And I've got my chin down too far. It's I'm an animated very, stick man. I'm very proud. Okay. Is anyone taking yes. taking bets? Is there a betting booth? <laughs> I don't think anyone on the jury is taking bets. Maybe some people that are closer to your group that are not like part of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I make my way up to Bert, I look at the judges and I say, "A moment with my client, please." And then I don't even wait. I just put a hand up. And then I turn to Bert and I go, we have many witnesses you can call whoever you want. You, we have you Bra- got them all? We got Brax. We have Samantha. We have um, Ilya is summonable. We have the dwarves. Holly has her crystal. Oh, good work, Tibia. We might just pull this off we, after all. We have so many witnesses you can call just everyone. Except Uli. Does not have a stamp, but I don't think you need her. Uh, yeah, that's okay. fine. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Tibio, you're the best lawyer I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. We don't need another shot. <laughs> uh, your honors, now that I've conferred with my legal counsel, may I be permitted to make an opening statement? Uh, one more time, uh, Tonberry kind of references Flan, and they uh, just kind of like raise their eyebrows at each other, and they, he says, please. Cool. Uh, people of Tildry. You've heard the charges laid out against me by the judges. Unlawful use of magic, conspiracy to murder, murder. These are all very serious charges, and I hope to prove you of my innocence today. However, I realize there's 300 of you, and I have to convince all of you, not half of you, not two-thirds, but all 300 of my innocence, and I know that's not easy, but... I think that proving my innocence is not the most important job I have today. The most important thing I can do is to show you the truth about this town and the three people you see sitting in front of you. Think about your lives here in Tildry. Think about the arson, the fires, the missing people, the murders. Keep it brief, Mr. Engelbert. Let him talk. Who was that? (laughs) The inability to freely use magic, a gift many of us share here in Tildry. Now, I'm here on trial, and frankly, I'm scared as hell that maybe I might not walk out of this. I ask all of you 
to consider your lives here and think about if you have the courage to do what's right. You there in the jury or anyone else who can hear my voice. And I try to look at where Marlboro. Yeah, he sits up straight. (laughs) (laughs) You may lock me up and throw away the key after all of this, but I hope you're at least receptive to doing what's right. Well, that was quite a speech. And I assure you, Bart, justice will be done. To that end, the city of Tildry calls its first witness. Gatekeeper Jason Pigeon, to the stand, please. He takes his gavel and ah, slams it against the table, and you see a little flash of blue and these kind of um, almost like misty triangles kind of form over the uh, the pulpit. Is that where you testify? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, a person you guys, I think, have all seen at some point or another appears there. Um, he says, uh, oh, that scared me. I didn't know it was going to happen so abruptly. Um, Mr. Pigeon. Can you tell us, um, what have you known of this group of people, this um, Engelbert Wisherspoon and his cohorts? Um, well, I just met some of his friends that you identified. Um, I think one of them, no. Two of them got the stamp, and then there was one who didn't. Um, and yeah, yeah, there was one who really didn't want one, and... I think the little guy, he was a kobold. He was really little and... Objection! Relevance to my client. He's merely giving his testimony. He uh, can speak. About what? My this friends, has nothing to do with my client. I my asked, friends are not on trial here. I am. We wish to know more about the people you associate with, Bert. You may continue, Mr. Pigeon. I'm so sorry for the interruption. Yeah. Good job, Tibio. Anyway, I was just going to say I'm sorry, because the kobold, I didn't stamp his hand so good. And, I don't know, it kind of got sloppy, and I'm not sure if it even works, or... I'm sorry. He says, um, it's quite quite all right, Mr. Pigeon. What can you tell us about the character of the people you saw come through? He says, uh, this seemed all right. One of them, one of them asked me how I was, and... That was really nice. Uh, excuse me, but yes, that was me, and I hope that you are doing well. <laughs> he, he just gives like a half smirk, and he says, hey. <laughs> That's quite enough, Mr. Pigeon. Thank you for your appearance today. Slam, and he slams the gavel again. I'm going to just grab Snack's hand now. Okay. Before they attempt to summon him. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yes, both of us will ambush them when they summon me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next um, witness we have. Ah, yes. Ugh. Um, ugh. The bugbear. Oh, bless you. Uh, it's a person's name. How rude. Ugh. The bugbear to the stand, please. And ah, slams the gavel. Uh, you guys see a bugbear from which you previously bought a bottle of essence of midnight from. Mm-hmm. Um, the bugbear is. Uh, kind of abruptly saddled into the seat and looks around sort of nervously. Uh, Mr. Alg, um, what can you tell us about this group of people? You saw them purchase something from you, yes? And he says, <clears throat> I did. And um, what is it they purchased from you? 
they purchased six ounces of Essence of Midnight. I was very hungover at the time, and I feel like I acted very much not myself. <laughs> Sorry, that was so loud. I feel we may have swayed opinions of each other. Oh, no. Um, tell me, Essence of Midnight, if someone were to, say, slip that into someone's drink, what would happen? I assume something terrible. It's deadly poisonous, but not very often used as... That's quite enough from your testimony, Mr. Owl. I request a cross-examination. If you must, please keep it brief. Mr. Owl is a busy man. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Owl. Of course. And uh, again, let me apologize for how we met. I was very much not myself. No, you were perfectly fine. I'm so glad to see that you're in better spirits now. I only have one question for you. Yes. What are the most common uses for Essence of Midnight? Um, well, most people use it as a magical reagent. It works with glamours and illusionary effects better than any other substance. So if, say, a cobbler was to purchase this Essence, you would assume that it was for shoes? If the cobbler was a sort of magic cobbler... Like, I suppose. say, Holly Hyacinth, famed cobbler in Tildry. Perhaps. No more questions. <laughs> and Og disappears immediately. <clears throat> well done, Tabio. I've got your back. Let's see here. Just one, two, three, four. Four more witnesses. Uh, maybe a few more. <laughs> Stylo cool mate to the stand, please. Dope. <laughs> You're stealing too many good potential D&D characters. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, my name is Stylo Coolmate. I, uh, I I led these fine people through a, a tour of the the Four L uh, Brewery. Uh, they were they were quite enthused. Uh, a great tour group, um, if not a little disruptive, but I think that comes from. Uh, that's quite enough. Um, just tell us um, what exactly did they get up to while they were in the brewery? Uh, I. I did lose track of one of them for a little bit, I'll be honest. Um, but they came back for the end of it. I thought they just went to the bathroom. They said something about peeing uh, in the bathroom somewhere. So I think that's where they went. <laughs> Not in the corner. Interesting. So fair to say, Mr. Coolmate, that uh, this group uh, has a, a pattern of deception. Would you say that's true? Hard to say. I, potentially. I, I don't know. I don't Objection. really... This witness has no basis for presenting a pattern as they only saw one, if any, instances of deception. Sustained. <laughs> and uh, Judge Tonberry kind of whips around to see Marlborough. Tonberry says, hmm. Sustained. Very well. Thank you, Stylo Coolmate. Woo! Oof. He says, uh, do I just exit out of here or do I... <laughs> and he just disappears. <laughs> Uh, next we have uh, G. Quinn, uh, a um, bouncer from the Live, Life, Love, Laugh juice bar. Uh, Fire Genasi uh, appears in the stand and says, Ah, right, forgot about this. What was this about again? <laughs> You've seen these people before? Yes, but their clothing was much more fantastic when we met. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> And tell us what happened that night when you saw them. Tell me what they did to you. Well, I, 
I got sort of caught in the crossfire, right? Um, I did get knocked down. I'm not sure what hit me, but there was some grease involved. And um, <clears throat> I gotta say, it's a good thing I didn't burn the place down. That stuff is flammable. <laughs> um, they're a rowdy bunch, but I think maybe they mean well. Sounds like, if anything, we're guilty of having too much fun at your establishment. That, I think, is the case. I mean, you guys know how to party, right? And he just disappears. <laughs> Objection, I would like to cross-examine the witness. He reappears. Um, excuse me, could you please tell me who employed you at that club? He's kind of like looking around. He says, whoa, really dizzy. Uh, who employed me? Uh, yeah, uh, Frankie Fizzle. And how long did you work there? Oh, um, three, three and a half years. And did you notice any personality changes? Yeah, like a year ago or so. Um, he got real serious, real about the business. He just kind of lost everything that was fun about him. But I stuck around. I like the place. Thank you for your time. Do I just wait for... <laughs> <laughs> Next we have a victim of this group. Those of the faint heart may not want to hear this next tale. And you see Jinx appear in the seat. And uh, he's like got his arm in a sling and he's got like a big bandage around his head and uh, he's got like a crutch. And he like, he goes, oh, oh, sorry. It, it hurts to sit down. Oh, and it hurts to breathe. Oh. Oh boy, here we go. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, poor boy. Tell me, what did they do to you? Well, I, I was I was just having a great night at the 4L juice bar, and and I don't know, I was in one of the private rooms, and they just happened upon me, and they beat me mercilessly. Objection! Let's hear it. This witness is not telling the truth. I request that a truth spell be cast. I, I got one if you need one. Son of truth. Son of truth. The court will contain itself. Zone of truth is permissible. Law mages. And uh, somebody comes by and tosses up a zone of truth. He says, like I was saying, I got hurt really bad that night. We fought. I lost, obviously. And they, they took me back to their place and they turned off my magic forever. And you can hear like a little like, <gasps> kind of like ripple through the crowd. And he says, don't... Don't feel bad for me. Just, just make sure that justice is done today. Well, uh, could you state your name for the court, please? My name is Jinx. And when we met, who were you pretending to be? Oh, oh, the pain, it's coming back. And he, you can see him look up towards Judge Tonberry and he says... We really mustn't trouble him longer than we need to. He's in so much pain. We know exactly how much pain he is in, but he must tell the truth. Can, can you tell us more about this magic that supposedly was switched off? Oh, oh, it just hurts so bad to even speak anymore at all. Oh, you know what? We can, we can heal you. We can help with that so that you can answer more questions. Mr. Tibio, can't you please take pity on a poor injured boy. Oh, I'd like to hear what he has to say. 
Dad, come on, let us let Jake Sky speak. <laughs> Unfortunate. Can we silence the audience, please? A law mage stands up, and you just kind of see this blurry, like, go over the room. And uh, you guys can t- continue to speak. However, they can't hear you. Fuck. Ah. Uh, at the same time, your alter self uh, is now disappeared. Has it been an hour? No, it didn't wear off. The Whatever uh. they just did wiped it off. Shit. The witness is dismissed. This is uncalled for. I uh, turn to Bert and I say, we'll have to summon the, uh, the polymorphed people to combat his testimony. Yeah, that one was a little bad for us, but I think we got it. Next we have Ilya Nis, an important witness indeed. Um, she knows the party better than most. Um, could we summon Miss Ilya, please? And uh, he kind of like stands up and... Uh, does his, like, gavel thing, and then he says, Oh, something's gone wrong. I I can't seem to contact her. Tell me, uh, Mr. Malboro, can you summon the dead to court? Malboro's staring at the floor, and he shakes his head no. He says, oh, Do you mean to tell me that one of our most important witnesses has been murdered? I am screaming so loud right now. <laughs> says that is that is untenable i'm i'm so sorry people of the court we must move on to our next witness objection please there's been plenty of that mr tibio well could you repeat that again what you said about summoning dead people to court yes we we can't summon the dead as morose as that is but Ilya is not dead (sighs) i believe zone of truth is still up it did get wiped oh. when they silenced everything. Judge Malboro, please try again to summon Ilya. Make a perception check. <laughs> Five. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're in court. <laughs> Mal- uh, Malboro like shrugs and looks at you and looks at Tonberry. It's it's all right, Tibio. I think this will buy into our hands. Okay. We would like to call Millhouse Barrow. <laughs> And you see uh, Millhouse Barrow appear in the stand, Bert, and look straight at you. Oh. Millhouse Barrow, you face a man who is charged with conspiracy to cover up the murder of your very daughter. I hate to put you through something like this, but tell me, what do you know of this man? What can you say to bring him to justice? And uh, he just kind of spends a while looking at you, and his eyes get a little glassy, and he says, Eh, it makes sense. He must have come by to enjoy our despair. I should have known that something was up when he was acting so strange. When we found them, they, they claimed to have saved Nook, my son, from danger, but I wonder if they were the danger. I, I even made plans to meet up with Bert for lunch the day after, and I don't know. He never showed up. <laughs> oh. Maybe to be expected. <laughs> says, Mr. Milhouse, I'm, I'm sorry to have brought you here. And he just kind of nods his head. And he says, anything further you wish to say to Mr. Milhouse Barrow? Cross-examination? I got this, Tibio. My client would like to speak. <laughs> Please. 
Mr. Barrow, I want to thank you for all your hospitality when you let us stay at your house. And let me just say that I'm truly, truly sorry that you have been separated from your daughter for this long. He, uh, like, kind of closes his eyes and he's still kind of looking in your direction. He just, like, puts his head down and shakes it side to side. And he says, what's happening to this city? It's a great question, Millhouse. Can I leave? Before you let Mr. Millhouse go, would it be possible to bring another witness to the stand? You'll have your time for witnesses in a moment. Well, it'll be pretty good, though. (laughs) (laughs) After we rest our prosecution, you may call your witnesses. We have not yet rested. Uh, Mr. Bear, are you at home? I mean, before you got summoned here? Yeah. I know you have no reason to trust me, but I think it would be in your best interest to get back here as soon as you can. He kind of gives you like a questioning eyebrow, and then he looks at Judge Tonberry and back at you, and Tonberry kind of takes the hammer, holds it up. Timmy was nodding emphatically, agreeing with Bert. And he disappears. Next to the stand, we would like to hear from a local figure by the name of Holly Hyacinth. And Holly, uh, the uh, the noise in the room changes dramatically from the silenced outer ring. Uh, My ears the, like pop. Yeah. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> kind of ringing <laughs> as you sit down and uh, he's already like partway through his first question when your hearing kind of returns to you and he says true that you purchased essence of midnight known to be a poisonous drink um can you repeat the question uh sorry i, I missed that first part <sighs> the witness will pay attention is it true that you purchased essence of midnight known to be a poisonous drink In my cobble shop, we use Essence of Midnight in order to enchant objects. And so I regularly purchase Essence of Midnight in order to complete my work. Many of the elite in Tildry are wearing some of my pieces, probably at this very moment, that contain Essence of Midnight. So yes, I do purchase it. So what you're saying is you have a good excuse to purchase Essence of Midnight. I don't need an excuse. It's a business reason. You can check my ledgers. Very well. Is it true that you've allowed another vendor to sell from your store, violating the zoning laws of Tildry? Um, yes. I was not aware of the zoning law that I couldn't invite a vendor to show their own wares in my storefront. I mean, how do you suppose we... Objection! Uh, may I ask what authority it is who enforces the mercantile zoning laws here in Tildry? The Chamber of Commerce, of course. From the Tower of Commerce. No, of we, we don't have a Tower of Commerce. <laughs> um, it's really small. <laughs> the, uh, yes, the, the Tildry Council the of Commerce. The Warehouse of Commerce. That would be the Warehouse of Commerce, of course. Uh, and is it not the local uh, commerce guild that agrees to these rules and helps enforce it? That is true in some cases. I had permission from the guild master, Margot Bingo. Um, she was there when Mina came. Uh, would that be um, known deviant and occasional outlaw, Margot Bingo? Margot is the head of the crafting guild. Well, the city isn't in control of who gets to run guilds, so I suppose it could be just any old rabble. Take uh, that back. Holly Hyacinth. <laughs> Is it true that you infiltrated the Live Life Love Laugh Juice Bar and assaulted Frankie Fizzle, who is now missing? 
If going to the club at night in some fabulous Holly Hyacinth originals is a crime, well, arrest me, sir judge. <laughs> Crowd goes fucking wild. <laughs> Um, but yes, I did attend the 4L Juice Bar um, Club. However, Jinx was disguised as Frankie Fizzle, which I quickly learned uh, after requesting a meeting with him. I regret that our zone of truth has faded. Um, I, uh, I wish it had been empowered when Holly made that statement just now. We well, have... we didn't let Jinx finish testifying, and he refused to answer the questions about what his disguise was, so... Jinx was in much too much pain to continue testifying. He's allowed to leave for such reasons. Well, then his entire um, testimony should be void if he can't answer all the questions. He answered the questions that he had the strength to answer. Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Holly Hyacinth, has Bert ever mentioned his trial or Samantha Barrow? Yes, both. In what context? Telling us that he was going to be summoned and was accused of the murder of Samantha Barrow. Mm-hmm. Did he ever seem, hmm, how should I put this, anxious about the court proceedings? Objection! Hearsay. <laughs> I'm merely asking an opinion. I mean, in my opinion, Bert always seems kind of anxious. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. Very good, Miss Hyacinth. Cross-examination? Uh, oui. Hello, Holly. Hi, Tibio. <laughs> hey, Holly. Bert. Holly, like, gives him a nod. Um, could you please recount the events that led to the injuries of Jinx. Well, we went to the 4L nightclub because we thought Mr. Fizzle was uh, putting something in his potions that was um, enchanting people in the town and causing curses. So we went to go kind of do some investigation. However, uh, once we got to the juice bar, uh, we actually learned that Mr. Fizzle was Jinx who is Polymorph Master. Objection. This story has clearly gotten out of hand. Well, it's okay. We have more proof. What is this polymorphing (laughs) and trying to assassinate the character of a witness? I won't stand for it. It is a pretty crazy story, Your Honor, but she's telling the truth. I'm just asking for an opinion. And so when we figured out it was Jinx all along, anyone who's ever been to 4L Nightclub knows they got a whole bunch of animals in that nightclub for the last year. And everyone was just like, cool, a fake zoo? Okay, but guess what? No, all those missing people, those were the animals, you guys. Objection. This has officially gone too far. It's, we'll come back to it. Miss <laughs> Hyacinth, I understand you have regular exposure to Essence of Midnight. That does not forgive you from making up things whole cloth in the court. Well, we'll just wait for the rest of the witnesses to be called. We will. You reappear 200 feet away. <laughs> um, I'm like next to Snack and Uli, and I'm just like, it's harsh out there, you guys. Get I ready. I just want to punch someone right now. <laughs> uh, Tibio, you missed who they called next because you were conferring with, uh, with Bert, and you hear, and suddenly you're staring at Bert from across the room. Uh, Tibio Femur. 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 Yes. <laughs> Is it true that you manipulated ancient irreplaceable bones in the archives of history? 
Oh, no, they called to me. Objection? Such things do not happen. I did not think so either, but it did. Okay, they called to you very well. Is it true that you've used magic such as blindness, darkness, web, and blight since you've been inside Tildry? Uh, yes, in self-defense. And who was attacking you? Um, at one point it was agents of this court. Uh, all three of them chuckle at the same time. And they say, we've heard this one before, Mr. Tibio. Of course it was the courts coming after you. So you deny that the uh, courts were attacking Tibio and others? <laughs> of course. What justice could there possibly be if the courts were at the bottom of this? That is an excellent question. Yeah, you'd look pretty stupid if, like, people found out that you were actually doing it. Tibio. Uh, yes, sir. Have you ever witnessed Bert using deadly force with his magic? I don't believe so. What? Like a... Some, like a magic bolt? Just killing some goblins and, you know, spiders and just smashing things? I don't think so. Sure, he... He's very passive with his magic. I'm not really a finisher guy. No, he's mostly in defense and in healing. He uh, looks back at Flan for a second, and you see Flan shrug like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Very well, Tibio, you are dismissed. Uh, thank you. See you in a second. <laughs> says, you can just step down if you like. <clears throat> I toddle over. Okay. <laughs> can I cross-examine myself? No. <laughs> we made an attempt to collect a key witness, Uli Nis. However, we are unable to summon her to the court today. I storm down to the front. I'm here. Uh, you see, like, a lot of people turn around. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm Uli. <laughs> you're just, like, shouting over outside the bubble, and everybody's looking at you from outside the bubble, and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the three judges, like, look at each other, kind of like, oh, shit, like, what just happened? I turn around to the crowd, and I go, I'm Uliness. Um... Your honorable judges, Uliness is present in the courthouse. Can we allow her entrance? Um, of, of course. We were trying to get a hold of her, so of course she... Yes. Yes. yes um, Great. Uh, Uliness, please take the stand. Oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> and um, I sit down. Hey. Uli, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry we missed you this morning. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, um, have you ever seen Bert being evil? Mm, nope, can't say I have. Objection. It's a pretty straightforward question. Judgment of character, slander, libel? I, yeah, what Which she was right. leading what the witness. <laughs> yeah, Flan looks at Tonberry and says, sustained. <laughs> I have an objection. That was your first question. <laughs> um, Uli, I, I'm, I'm afraid we simply aren't prepared to question you. Um, we but you wanted to call me as well, a witness. Well, uh, yes, um, very well. Um, uh, you've certainly used some sort of magic of ill repute, no? Um, I think that is very subjective. And I would like the court... Irrelevant! Well, no, no, let me talk. <laughs> I would like all of the people of Tildry to know that I am a sorcerer. And we all know that that means I was born with magic. That 
happens with or without my approval. And I believe if you are about to tell them that I am doing it on purpose, that is prejudice. Well, there are plenty of famous sorcerers who have learned to control their wild outbursts. Right. Not every sorcerer is capable of doing so. I have not lived in Tildry, and I have not studied at the schools of magic. Not all of them have. I'm simply stating that it's possible with enough hard effort, if you're willing to really give it a try. I am very aware of what spell sculpting is. So you're saying you simply choose not to? No. I am saying I don't know how to do it yet, but I am trying. Interesting. Would you you condemn someone in the effort to learn? You may ask for cross-examination. You may not make random outbursts, Mr. Tibio Femir. My apologies. I would like to cross-examine the witness. Denied for the moment. Uli, do you mean to say there have been outbursts of magic of which you are not proud? Throughout my 26 years of existence, yes. Have these outbursts caused harm to people or property? Um, yes or no? Well, I think that... Yes or no, Miss Uliness? Have then you I calm- say no. You've never caused harm to people or property? Not intentionally. Of course not intentionally. It's an outburst of wild magic. Right. So but you're have asking you? me if I accidentally hurt somebody. With your magic. hoping to use that as proof against me. Answer the question. I choose not to. Then you're dismissed from the stand. He gives mm. himself a little smirk. Do you have anything to cross-examine? I would like to cross-examine the witness now Please. that your questions are over. <laughs> he leans back in his seat. <laughs> uh, Miss Uli, can you please recount the cart with the circumstances surrounding one of the last times you saw your sister, Ilya? <sighs> Yesterday morning... Ilya and I were talking in Holly's house, and then Ilya was summoned suddenly by you, I presume, and then returned home almost immediately half dead. And Bert helped heal her, and she told us that she was summoned, and that you guys tried to kill her, and that you thought she was dead. And can you please confirm... Who did the actual beating and who those individuals were working for? She recounted that she was summoned by Judge Tonbury, Judge Flan, and Judge Marlborough. And at their behest, (laughs) at their behest, the two dwarves that these three judges employed beat her to a pulp. Thank you for your testimony, Ms. Uli. Uh, The defense has no more questions. Uh, and then I walk away. Yeah, uh, Judge Tonberry kind of like opens his eyes wide and looks at the three of you and says, Bold strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may leave, Uli. Do you uh, wish to deny anything in her testimony? It doesn't uh, benefit us much to address such foolish, silly things. Um, we can move on from here. Um, the court calls Snack and slams the gavel. And uh, <laughs> out in the crowd, yeah. Uh, like this. <laughs> you guys all see Snack. I guess uh, Bert and Tibio don't see this, but everyone who's uh, on the outside of this sees Snack just cartwheel into the air, <laughs> uh, like about 15, 20 feet up, and just spiral off into the jury stands and kind of like like land in there. Um, Bert, from your perspective, and Tibio, you just see the judges all stand up and go dark immediately. And then Malboro like sits back down and he like nods at the two of you and stands back up. <laughs> 
Shit. Soon enough, all three judges are sitting back down. They said, um, I, it seems there's an issue with uh, his um, summoning seal. Um, um, yes, it seems that... Uh, Snack, are you okay? Can someone please walk him to the pulpit? Uh, Snack uh, scampers up on all fours and runs around. Um, he's much bigger than... Yeah. It's it's yeah he's much bigger now so like yeah I don't is there like desks or anything like yeah that? so like you can you guys can all see kind of like a raptor moving through the tall grass all these <laughs> all these people like moving to the side as snack is like running around the floor like in the jury stands trying to get to the center here um, and then I think from the inside of the circle you all see snack just fall from shadow into the middle uh, into the center of this room I uh, stand up uh stoically uh turn away from where the crowd is and tighten my loincloth and then turn back around (laughs) i'm snack would you please take the stand i grab a pulpit with my hands and i hold on to it (laughs) would you please sit here and malboro gestures to a chair Mm, and i sit in the chair (laughs) (laughs) like dragging the stand with you (laughs) um mr snack Yes. Is it true that you've cast magic such as Eldritch Blast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, he checks his notes very well. Um, you understand that Eldritch magic, above all, is frowned upon within city limits. Is this so? By whom? He uh, kind of like pulls down his little glasses and he says, It is so. And by us. I learn new things of the city all the time. <laughs> Snack, we learned recently uh, that traps had been set in a private residence. Yes, to keep out intruders, spies, flower people. Yes. Objection. Uh, how a kobold or a large kobold spends his time on private property is not relevant to the court. Private property, as it may be, there's no telling who could have wandered onto that private property and hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. As kobolds are known to make traps and cause mischief, we had simply wondered if this might have been linked to Snack. It seems our suspicions may have been correct. I do make traps. <laughs> <laughs> are you perhaps responsible for tearing a rift in time and space around the eighth floor of the Tower of Magic, causing a a temporary portal to the astral plane through which a law mage effused and disappeared? Uh, Snack looks over at Tibio and Bert, concerned. Tibio shakes his head. Same. This was a new thing I did not learn from Bert's books. Um, It was an accident. Interesting. Learn from Bert's books. Does Bert teach you this dark magic? No, he t- speaks of nice things like books, and I nod along, but usually it is because we are eating and I cannot leave and eat at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, Snack. Um, I think many citizens here would confirm that they saw such a kobold uh, swimming outside of the towers, causing quite a bit of a ruckus with ice and web. Tell me, were you involved with this altercation? Yes. And would you say, perhaps, that you were at the center of this altercation? No, it was actually uh, the the judges that came and stormed us and tried to uh, arrest us. 
at the time, um, I panicked, and then the judges tried to murder us by making the water into ice so that we fell and died. Uh, we scampered away and tried to escape, uh, and then they came and tried to kill us at Holly Hyacinth's house. That's where I cast Eldritch Blast. The flower people attacked us, tried to murder Bert. Oh, I'm not supposed to confess so much. <laughs> that wasn't part of the question. <laughs> ah, certainly coordinated, aren't you? And he uh, looks at the three of you. Good job, Snack. Only in friendship. Snack, do you have anything else to say on behalf of your behavior within the limits of Tildry? Perhaps an apology? I would like to apologize to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to this trial and the bird cannot be summoned for I killed it with a rock and if I must be put away for such a crime I am a big kobold now and will pay this punishment you will certainly face fines for casting eldritch magic in city limits Mm -hmm. however a bird is of little consequence I see you may leave the stand we dare not use the gavel again I would like to cross-examine the witness. Please. Objection! <laughs> uh, hello, Snack. Hello, Mr. Tibio. Um, I just want to ask you one question. Do you know why the judges were trying to arrest you? Yes, I suspect so. Um, the judges, they use the fountain water because it is powerful and they covet it and must keep it away from anyone else who may use it. Uh, that is why they used violence to attack us, I believe. And were they trying to take something from you? They were. My patron. So you would say that this would be a theft? Of course. That is why I was setting all the traps, because I know they are coming for us and they are trying to take our things. Thank you, Snack. That is all. Uh, bef- before you go, Mr. Snack, I wonder if you could just uh, tell the cart your opinion. Do you think I am capable of murder? Snack has watched uh, Bert for many days, weeks even, and whatever comes after those. Uh, <laughs> Snack um, was more prone to violence before meeting Bert. Um, I thought Bert was cooler when I thought he murdered people. (laughs) Now I think he is cool for other reasons. And that is why I am here today. That is why I stick around. We, we seek to write curses. And there is something deeply wrong in the city, and that is why we have not left. Make a perception check, Bert and Tibio. Oh, fuck. Natural 20? Um, a few seconds before Snack says the word curses, uh, Tonberry stands up where he is and goes a little dim because of it, and then kind of abruptly sits back down when he realizes that he accidentally stood up. Thank you, Snack, for that heartfelt testimony. We have but one more witness to call before we arrest the prosecution. Snack, would you please leave the stand? Uh, yes, I, um, shrink down a bit on all fours and scamper off the stage. The Court of Tildry calls Emery Gray. (laughs) You, uh, see Emery, uh, appear, um, in the, uh, 
stand and he kind of like looks around at the room <clears throat> says uh emery gray please tell us your experience with this party of adventurers uh emery uh is kind of like staring at at burton tibio and sees snack just barely kind of walk out of the circle they rejected my presence they followed me on foot through a cave. They beat me unconscious. They bound me and held me against my will. Uh, Tonberry's just got this like shit eating grin. And he looks over at Flan and does this like, we got it kind of motion. <laughs> he says, if they hadn't, I would have harmed a great many people. And Tonberry kind of like, again, like half stands in his seat and kind of bears down on Emery. And he says, all the while, they worked toward my rehabilitation. And they even tended to my comfort a little bit. (laughs) We let him use the bathroom. (laughs) Did we? I would say, and I mean, this gnome before you was the first person to even warned me that I was in danger. Back at the gates of Lamplight, he told me that the sword I held would be trouble. This man here, he's no... And he disappears. He says, the prosecution rests. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.